0: Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're gonna invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami
1: sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon, bye.
0: Welcome to the Starseed Kitchen Podcast. I'm your host, Chef Whitney Aronoff, founder of Starseed Kitchen and High Vibration Foods. This is your source for information to empower you to be a positive seed for change in your community. Join me for conversation where we learn about food, wellness and spiritual concepts for high vibration living. I'll be sharing my knowledge and learning with you from experts providing insight into nourishing all the layers of you the physical, emotional, spiritual, and etheric bodies, so you can thrive in 5D. Let's get started. Today, I have Paris Hodges with me. Paris is a root cause protocol practitioner based in Northern California. As a practitioner, she supports clients with mineral balancing and reclaiming their cycle. This includes supporting those with endometriosis, anemia, and estrogen dominance. She hosts the Paris Hodges Podcast, a space for conversations rooted in curiosity of these divinely created bodies and this human experience as a whole. The podcast is a space to explore all the complexity and nuances of existence, along with conversations with individuals she considers to be great investigators of our bodies. Well, welcome, Paris, to the hot, to the podcast.
1: Hi, Whitney. It's such an honor to be here.
0: Well, thank you for chatting with me today about iron overload and anemia. Um, I think this is something you grow up hearing people talk about, but you never fully understand it until the day you're kind of forced to understand it because you're having problems with your health. So I'm excited to talk about it so some people can get a head start or maybe this will help others kind of you know, uncover the root cause of what's challenging them.
1: Yeah, it, I'm really excited to share this conversation with you for very similar reasons because it seems like every time I engage in conversation about it, so much more comes to like my own awareness because this is a continual unlearning to remember on this path and it's just so divinely orchestrated.
0: Perfect. Well, tell me a little bit about your background and then how you came across the root cause protocol and became a practitioner.
1: Yeah. Well, I think we have to start at the beginning, which is when I was swimming around in the cosmic soup of life and decided to come down to this planet. Um, To be honest, I from very early on, actually in utero, there were clearly signs of mineral imbalance that my mom had experienced. Um, She, I am number three of four children and there is an eight year gap in between my older sister and myself. And during that time, my, my mom had experienced three miscarriages which already like is a red flag right there mm-hmm. that there's some type of mineral imbalance going on. Um though I I was a healthy pregnancy and and birth my my mom struggled to breastfeed and it was also back in 1987 really popular to convince women um to go on formula like after giving birth. And so my parents were told to like, not only just put me on formula six weeks after, but to start feeding me rice cereal, which as we will likely discuss, you know, our food and grain has been fortified since the 1940s with um, inorganic iron filings. And that amount increased in 1970 by 50% too. So we've just been absolutely oversaturated with inorganic iron filings. So I don't doubt both between formula and the, the rice cereal that I was just inundated with, with unbound iron in my system, um, which I guess we should also share with the listeners that uh, formula is fortified with iron as well as um, additional uh, vitamin D supplementation because breast milk doesn't have any like, well, it's very, very small amounts of iron, if any, um, that get that's in it. And as well as vitamin D and for whatever reason, humans looked at that and rather going like, Oh no, mother nature is perfect. And what, what it creates when, Oh, this is a deficiency that we need to fix. And so we've been, you know, supplementing that and in people's, um, diets, if they chose to use formula. So either way at roughly six months old, between six and seven months old, I ended up, um, contracting meningitis. And so that's already like another red flag. There's, there's something going on in this, this child. And the rest of my life, I was just incredible. I was just chronically sick. I don't remember like long periods of time where I felt truly like well, or even like safe in my body. I experienced um, nonstop bloody noses most of my childhood. Like I'm talking like gushing bloody noses up over 20 minutes long um, to the point where you're like questioning if you should be calling the hospital or something and uh, had many appointments about doing like a carterization like in my nose luckily we never went down that, that route. Yeah. And I was put on like Claritin and all sorts of different, because everybody believes that it's just, um, an, a, an allergy, which we can get into. <laughs> yes. Which um, I'd love to, because I mean, I understand the histamine reactions Yeah, uh, and DAO, which is what metabolizes histamine in our body is a, is a copper dependent enzyme but either way i was incredibly depleted of of any amount of copper so i grew up actually eating fried chicken livers too which oh, you're is so lucky i was really lucky there because my grandmother had leukemia so like when we're going like greater picture of like how yeah. like we like the generations of some of what could have been passed down to me or that I like experienced. This is a web, a thread especially that I'm really starting to like look more into as to how that really contributed to um, like my, my mom's health as well as like then my, my health is also, but either way, um, my very intelligent body was offloading iron like through all of those bloody noses. Um, When I was in high school though, and finally reached puberty, like my body just did not handle that shift very well at all. And I started gaining a lot of weight and I was an athlete at the time um, and easily fell into the trap of eating disorders and started dancing with bulimia then. And that that opened a whole gateway of (laughs) other additional health issues for the next 16 years of my life. So um, I was just chronically sick. It was I was like the butt joke of our cross country team. When I was in college, I went on to run at a division one school and uh, my coach would always just make jokes like, oh, Paris is sick again. Paris is sick again and i had swine flu i had mono twice like which is supposed to be like doesn't happen um i ended up experiencing a miscarriage i was engaged when i was in college and after that i um, i had a dNC. Um, to like help clear out like my body. Like that's just what the doctors did. And at that point in time, my body just shut down like after that procedure. And I was in and out of the hospital, ended up having to medically withdraw from from that semester in college. And um, that was when we first figured out after it was about six months. And I'm really lucky that the individual that I was engaged to, his grandfather had actually been diagnosed as celiac. And after many, many months of us not being able to figure out what was wrong with me, like I had doctors constantly trying to put me on antidepressants. And I was like, no, you don't understand. There's something more wrong. And I think that that's a big continual theme, like throughout all of this is that I always knew that there was, there was something deeper there was always like more, like I was never satisfied with what was on the surface. Like I wanted to get down, like, nope, there's there's something there's something else here. And um, any anyways, we finally figured out that part of that problem, so they believed at that point in time, was that I was celiac and cut out gluten and lo and behold, lots changed and I got mostly better. Well, the next three, four years, my life things again started to decline and this is also like looking back now as i'm even telling the story i'm starting to remember like i was put on so many antibiotics during all of that also and it was just like it, it was a recipe for disaster um over the course of the next couple years after i graduated i was then they thought that i had lupus they thought that i had leukemia again just like chronically chronically sick then i was throughout all of that, I was experiencing such intense, um, menstrual cycles. I was losing like just absolute copious amounts of blood (laughs) and for, for seven days straight, like was, um, to the point that they wanted me to do blood transfusions. Like it was just insane. And I had one doctor who told me that um, at 25 years old that I had endometriosis so bad that I would probably never be able to conceive and offered me the option at 25 to have a hysterectomy. Like as if it was like just nothing, it was, it was that I was actually kind of cornered um, and very bullied in that conversation. It was either like, well, you need to get on birth control which I was a definite no to. And she's like, well, then you're gonna have a hysterectomy. <laughs> so like the, that was the only options that I was given. And that conversation also happened again after I had Grayson too. So a couple months later, I end up having my son like getting pregnant with my son and um, what I experienced postpartum, again, crazy bleeding, but my cognitive function declined so rapidly um, that I was incredibly scared. Like I was in a customer facing role at the time. I was a nail artist and I would be, like mid conversation during a session. And I would forget where I was, what I was talking about. I would forget like simple words, like, and, or they, and it was the scariest thing. And I kept trying to figure out, like, there has to be something that I can like some type of natural remedy, like some answer to this. And every person that I reached out to or I was part of this cool mom's club group, Facebook group, like of San Francisco, uh, like lots of holistic women in this group and nobody had answers like at all. And so anyways, I, um, I, it continued me down that path of like trying to seek understanding because I knew that something else was going on and something else was, was wrong. Uh, when I finally started on my healing journey from the eating disorder, like that started to really open doors, like very wide of an even deeper holistic world that existed to be able to support my body. And I, so I think that there's like, there is some beauty woven into that path of like, having had an eating disorder, because I knew instinctually, especially as a runner, that when I was consuming food or like consuming anything, like I wanted to make sure that I was like nourishing my body. So that then when I was like completely depleting it all the time, that I was still able to function. Um, So there was like silver lining within that. But fast forward through even more diagnoses and labels in 2019, I went through like my dark night of the soul. And at the beginning of the year, found out that I had cervical cancer, um, then ended up getting like incredibly sick. And it was just like, I had pneumonia. I had. Um, like E. coli, like just so many different things. Like my body was just like rapidly shutting down. Yeah, I ended up in the most physically, verbally, mentally abusive relationship I'd ever been in, in my entire life, um, reflective of the one with myself. And, and I share this, these as parts to it too, because as my girlfriend, Nisia Nelson says so perfectly that minerals control our enzymes and enzymes control our hormones and hormones control how we think, um, think and perceive the world around us. And so like my mineral foundation was allowing me to put myself into these situations and these patterns, which when I hit my rock bottom, um, and finally walked out of that relationship, I ended up deciding to get sober Like I went, had this really amazing conversation that I will am forever grateful for, but that helped opened up an entire world because I was able to start to get my liver to actually heal so that my liver could begin to do what it needed to do because it wasn't able to function at all because that is what actually helps create like our enzymes. It loads up, copper and retinol to into plasmin So then our iron can actually be chaperoned around our body properly. But either way, it was the last two and a half years have been quite an unwinding process. Like, and eventually it was just about a year ago is when my girlfriend, Nisia had shared, um, the RCP with me, like knowing some of what I had been experiencing and, I heard Morley talk for the first time and something just immediately clicked. And it was a couple months prior to that, that I kept hearing these whispers of looking more to the, the nosebleeds that you experienced as a child, like look more into that. Like there's something greater connected into this and to the menstrual cycles that you're experiencing. And when Morley, I heard Morley talk about it. I was like, Oh my goodness, this is it. I had iron overload. Like this all makes like perfect sense. Um, And I had started to hear whispers about copper. Like I kept being drawn to different copper things and I couldn't figure it out. Like it was so strange. Um, So it just opened an entire floodgate and about, it was March last year. I actually had signs that my cervical cancer was coming back. And so that like really made me start to get very serious too, about like wanting to figure out what was happening, like with my hormones and then starting to understand like, oh no, it's actually my minerals that that's the bigger issue here. So that's a very long winded story of what's, what led us to this moment and to like a greater awakening around both what's happening to us on you know a human like humanity level of how we've been inundated with so much iron and had been robbed of saturated fats so it's so fascinating it is so what is the root cause protocol if you had to explain it to somebody in the elevator yeah this is, it is the work of a man named morley robbins who in my opinion is quite a genius he is just a research master and his ability to like retain any th- this information and like really read between a lot of the lines is is really amazing but m- Through Morley's journey, he was actually an administrator in hospitals. Like he had originally planned on going to med school and then quickly realized that he wasn't a very great student and ended up deciding that he was going to help like run the hospitals. And he was really great at analyzing the data and started to see that the trajectory of disease was like rising so rapidly that they weren't going to have enough beds in the hospitals to like, to actually satisfy the needs of all of these sick individuals started kind of scratching his head around them going like, what is going on? Then he experienced his own health crises at the time and had frozen shoulder. And a lot of the allopathic doctors, I think actually all of the allopathic doctors essentially told him that his only option was to have surgery and he had a bunch of friends urging him into chiropractic. And finally, over time, caved and, and went and saw Dr. Liz, who's now his wife, who's a big part of all of this. Um, but she, she ended up helping, helping him through network chiropractic. And his mind was really blown as to the, the innate healing power that existed inside of the body. And through that all started to have his um, eyes open to the power of magnesium and how magnesium deficient we all are and how much our mitochondria even need magnesium to function. And from there, that started to open up an entire gateway of understanding about iron metabolism. We we exist on a planet that's 36% iron and yet we are constantly told that we're all anemic and at some part at some point in time we have to start scratching our heads and going like wait a second how are all of these beings unable to metabolize the most dense mineral on this planet like what is going on and so that started to really like open this floodgate so the entire basis of the root cause protocol is to assist individuals in their iron metabolism because iron is what is needed to chaperone to help move oxygen around the body but we need copper in order to do that and so it takes minerals like on all levels Um, so from the approach of the root cause protocol we look at helping support the adrenals first and foremost and then getting more magnesium into the system and most people are just so magnesium deficient these days, especially because in any type of endogenous or external stress, we burn through magnesium, which morally is coined as the magnesium burn rate. And and so it just creates this cascade of potential issues. And the one thing that we we also understand is that um, iron and oxygen is what creates aging and oxidative stress in a system. We see this in the external world very easily, like there's rust as a clear example of this. Well, that's exactly what's happening inside of our body when iron is unable to be chaperoned appropriately. So that's the the basis of the understanding of the root cause protocol. And the way that we go about that, um, there's a, a bit of bioindividuality individuality like wrapped in, into it all and being able to like, understand the ratios of everything that's happening inside of the internal system.
0: So what are the different signs of iron overload? Because I'm sure it looks different for women and men. Like what are some of the signs (laughs) in women that you usually see with your clients? And what are some signs um, that are really common with men?
1: Well, I think you could pick up a DSM and just turn the page to just about anything. Basically like any disease manifestation at its root goes down to an iron regulation issue, because as soon as there is oxidative stress in, in the system, it can cause a whole slew of issues, but the most, the more common places that we will see this that are probably a bit easier to name would be like menstrual issues, like in a, in a woman, because that's our fifth vital sign (laughs) if you're having any type of like problem at all, um, either really light bleeding, far too heavy bleeding, non-existent bleeding, constant bleeding. Like that's, that's a pretty like immediate indicator. Um, you'll see a lot of PCOS completely related to, to iron dysregulation, um, any type of, of cystic, uh, like breast tissue, um, like any cancer, like any type of, truly metabolic dysfunction, really just like silos down to it. Um, early hair loss in men, or even like, even in women, um, would it be grain early as well? Because that's a mineral imbalance. Yep. Totally. Um, grain. That's a really easy one to, to see, uh, erectile dysfunction, totally, uh, related to, to iron. i mean, like high blood pressure, low blood pressure. Um, any type of heart thing, any type of stomach issue, any type of bowel issue, celiac, IBS, uh, Crohn's disease, like the list goes on and on. Um, And then going back to that statement that my girlfriend Nisia had shared about how it controls our psychology like more importantly too, any type of what we would label as a mental illness Mm -hmm. is totally related to iron and, and more so to the lack of bioavailable copper and our body's ability to create those like, um, very necessary neurotransmitters that we need, such as like dopamine, norepinephrine, um, things to help, you know, really regulate the way that we are functioning in the world.
0: It's so interesting when I was growing up, when I was little, my mom was a speech pathologist and speech pathology is understanding how the body and the mind actually processes words and communication. So Mm -hmm. people don't realize when you're a speech pathologist you have a lot of medical classes. You work with cadavers, like you really have to understand how the physical body functions. Um, And she would always tell me when I was little when she would see certain behavior of other kids or other adults. Um, she would tell me that if people were suffering from depression or, you know, um, having issues, functioning, society, communicating with people, um, acting out behavior issues, she'd always try to explain to me that that was simply, um, an imbalance in their body. Um, something's wrong with their diet. That's creating this mental and physical imbalance, um, But, you know, you weren't gonna find that in any document or study, you know, no one was gonna tell you that on the news. Um, But my mom was trying to teach me that, um, you know, in the 80s and 90s when nobody was talking about it, that it comes down to, you know, an imbalance in the body related to diet that's causing the brain and um, emotional and physical issues.
1: Yeah, that's so beautiful that she had that awareness because it, you know, it's, it's always amazing, like how much everybody finds their specialty and their niche that they're able to like view this from. I did a um, my first podcast conversation that I shared out into the world was a conversation with um, an optometrist that I went through the RCP with, Dr. Doug Steffi, and he relates all visual cortex stuff, or relates a lot of different issues to the visual cortex, which is controlled. Down in the gut, also because it needs, you need retinol to be able to see. And like, there's so many things like um, autism or any sort of uh, learning disability. I was diagnosed with scotopic sensitivity when I was in um, elementary school, which is a type of, it's a form of dyslexia. And so, like, if your eyes, like if your body manifests it in that type of way, it could be through speech. It can be through the visual cortex, like these things that we, we take as just learning deficits when realistically what it comes down to is a mineral and gut thing. Like you're, like you're talking about, like this stuff impacts our lives in so many different ways. Um, that is, it's really mind-blowing when you start to like see how it all gets siloed down. Like you can throw so many names, like also to say eczema, acne, uh, psoriasis, like the whole. alasma. Yeah, exactly. And I, I grew up with like freckles. Like I still have so many freckles. Like that's a clear sign too of, um, of iron overload in the body. So there's so many different things that are happening and, we've we're so disconnected to the to the body and to the system that we think that like everything magically happens in these silos like in the in our systems as if they're not it's not a complete ecosystem that needs everything to be in balance to really like to function and also a lot of those things that we're seeing that these labels are all secondary healing mechanisms, which I think is an important part. Like your body's your beautifully created body is always trying to maintain homeostasis. And so like it's doing so in these different ways to try to get our attention so that we can start to like nourish it in a better way. Hi,
0: I'm Chef Whitney Aronoff. As a personal chef, I created custom organic spices for my clients. These blends are of the highest quality with no added sugar, MSG, caking agents, or any junk. I want you to have the same access to good quality seasonings, which is why I've launched my line of organic spice blends. High Vibration Foods by Starseed Kitchen is my collection of chef crafted organic spice blends made with only good for you ingredients. I use organic source spices, ancient mineral rich Redmond real salt, prepare the blends listening to Kundalini mantra music, then charge the jars with the quartz Giza crystals for a true high vibration experience. You can now purchase my most requested blend, 11 magic herbs and spices on starseedkitchen.com. Use code starseed for 10% off your purchase. Can't wait for you to enjoy. So I feel like at a young age, your body starts showing you all these different signs that there's a mineral imbalance or an iron overload, yet you go to the doctor, they take your blood and suddenly they're reporting to you that you're anemic. Um, And it's happening in men and women. You know, first, I always thought that it was always women and teenagers that were being diagnosed anemic, but it's happening a lot to men now of all ages. Like, so what is anemia and, you know, why is everyone being
1: diagnosed anemic like what is going on there so you know what's also fascinating to this i recently found out is now that they're they're immediately testing infants when they're born because they're seeing this at such a rapid rate that they're immediately testing them like for their iron levels isn't that super fascinating like But so that's the part of this all, like going back to when Morley was looking at everything and going like, wait a second, like how are people unable to metabolize like iron? What anemia actually is, it's like iron deficiency anemia. Like I know of one single individual in the entire world that, that probably actually fell into that category, but it's anemia of chronic inflammation And what it is, is it's a miss, it's a miss, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? Iron is not being properly supported in being moved around the body with, with oxygen. And how this is happening is that we don't have enough bioavailable copper and retinol to be able to be loaded into ceruloplasmin or any of the copper dependent enzymes needed to help make our body function and keep its form. So, so iron and oxygen are just going awry. And one of the things that our really intelligent body does when it has an overload of iron, knowing this is what parasites, candida, fungus, bacteria, all feed off of is it'll store it in your tissues. And we have this iron recycling system inside of our body too, called the RES the reticular endothelial system and what it needs daily is just one milligram of iron. And our cells have an enzyme called ferroportin, which opens the back door of the cells to allow the the iron out to be um, recycled. And that enzyme is copper dependent. So if we don't have enough copper, this entire recycling system isn't functioning and we either have too much iron stuck inside of the cells or we have these empty shotgun shells of which is what the ferritin levels are that are just floating around the blood. And so unfortunately what most practitioners are looking at in these blood panels that they're running isn't the full picture. Of what's actually occurring because we need to be able to see the ratios of everything and like how much retinol you have in your system how much cyrilloplasmin you have in your system um what else is happening between like some of these minerals like how your body is even functioning and they're just looking at like oh this looks low without seeing the entire picture And so what this all is, is a mismanagement. That's the word I was looking for, for mismanagement of iron and oxygen. Does that, does that land?
0: No, that helps because that, that also correlates with a lot of recent podcast episodes. Holistic Hilda has been doing on the Weston A. Price Foundation to help people understand how food can improve their mental health. Mm. And so let's see if I'm a good student. So the foods where I can find retinol and copper are raw milk and raw cream, mm-hmm. mushrooms, oysters, cod liver, cod liver oil, bee pollen. That's a good copper source, yes. Okay, what else can people consume if they
1: want more retinol and copper? Organ meats are some of the best stuff. So here's part of the this bigger picture too, is that um, President Eisenhower... I forget exactly what years he was in office, but he experienced when he experienced his first heart attack. And I guess he ended up experiencing eight heart attacks during his time in office. No way. Isn't that crazy? But when he experienced his first heart attack, that is when um, they made this big push for heart healthy heart healthy fats and started demonizing saturated fats. And that was 1953 through 1961. So there we go. Right after all of the the first overload of iron starting to be supplemented into our bodies. And so with what started to be pushed was all of these seed oils, quote unquote, vegetable oils, which don't actually exist. And so we had this like This rise in margarine and people started to no longer cook with, with real butter, like grass fed, grass finished pasture, like raw butter or lard, like all of these really great sources. And so retinol was no longer getting inside of our systems. And then on top of that, we started demonizing cholesterol, which is exactly what we need in order to help, um, move stuff along or create any of our, our sex hormones or stress hormones. Like that is what is converted into progenilone that then gets converted into estrogen and progesterone as as well as cortisol. So anyways, um, where were we going here the, to the, to the point of, oh, the other
0: foods that we can oh, the if yes. we want to naturally get more copper and more retinol, because we what, we should, what we should always be thinking is how can I get it with food, not through supplements. So as a kid, I wanted to take vitamins so bad because everyone was taking kid vitamins. And I wanted them too. And my mom would never let me get vitamins. She said, you get everything you need through your food. Like Mm. that's your
1: option. You were so lucky to have that support. I had so many of those damn Flintstone vitamins throughout my life. I wanted them so bad. So I would beg, I would beg for them because they looked like candy. Um, they did not taste like candy. Let me tell you, <laughs> like my body inst- instinctually knew that I shouldn't be having it, but either way, what I was, thank you for helping remind me where it was going with that entire train of thought. What started to happen was that all of these animal products got taken out of our diet and we started really demonizing these super necessary things and so one of the things that we need are organ meats and we need animal sources like to consume food from nose to tail and getting that all in in our diet like you talked about the grass fed grass finished pasteurized raised dairy um, and cheese milk all raw of course yes going under that category um seafood is some of the best sources as well as if anybody follows Georgie's garden he's always talking about how many electrons our seafood actually has um is and like going back to the the main part being that we really need animal sources there's no other way around this like in order to get the copper amounts that we need and to get Um, the retinol saturated from saturated fat that we really need to, because nature creates in the most perfect ways. And that's something that's often forgotten. Like our, the organ meats that we are able to consume have perfect amounts of iron and copper already in them. And then our body's able to actually, to break them down properly. And so being able to get any animal sources um, in, let's see, if there's anything else that I'm trying to remember, oysters are incredibly high in copper. I think that kind of rounds out a lot of it. We talked about shiitake mushrooms, potatoes have a lot of copper in them also really great source. I know potatoes have been demonized, especially It's basically everything that's been demonized. Yeah.
0: Isn't that like that's all you have to look at to anyone that's wondering what you should be eating. Um, literally look at everything that, um, mainstream health and wellness diet and lifestyle gurus, um, the news, the New York times, like any major organization, whatever they're telling you suddenly not to eat, which was any type of potato. Um, you know, raw shellfish, because you might get sick and die, Um, raw milk, raw cheese, you know, absolutely butter and lard, like all the foods that we're told not to eat are actually because we haven't had them in our diets, I would say in about 40 years, longer than that. That's why so many of us are having health issues. And if you start bringing them back in, you know, it's going to take your body time. Like you're not going to see changes overnight, but you will slowly
1: over time. Yeah. And you bring up such an interesting point too, about the demons demonization of the raw seafood. When I was pregnant, I craved like sushi so much and raw seafood. Like I wanted oysters. I wanted so much of that stuff that I was told like, Nope, can't have it. You can't have it. And I really think that it was like such divine intelligence woven into my body asking for those minerals. And yet we're told like, nope, don't do it. Yeah.
0: Isn't that odd? But remember all these rules are new. These aren't ancestral rules. Um, just like, you know, I think most women out there have tried every diet or lifestyle on the planet just to try to continue to maintain being thin. And Mm -hmm. I think everyone ultimately tries being vegan or vegetarian because it just sounds, you know, easy and compassionate. Um, And, you know, you think, you know, I can do this if it's going to make me skinny and healthier, sure. Um, But, you know, the great thing that the Weston A. Price Foundation or Dr. Weston A. Price showed in his books is he couldn't find a single vegetarian or vegan ancestral culture on the planet, not on an Island, not in the Swiss Alps, not in a rural part of Europe, like nowhere on the planet. Could he find one that every single culture has eaten some sort of animal because the animal processes the grasses or the plants and then is able to set it up. So when we eat that part of the animal, we're better able to digest and assimilate the minerals.
1: Yeah. Isn't it so beautiful that we were gifted these things to be able to use and yet we question it. Like this is the the amazing part of humans that we, when we really try to play God and you can add whatever name to that, that feels far more aligned that we really start to question this web of life as if we somehow know better and that you know there, there are completely humane ways of, of raising livestock and consuming them. And one of the most humane ways is from nose to tail consumption because you're not just being wasteful and extractive. Like these, these animals are here for a reason and who are we to say that they didn't make that choice themselves and knowing we yeah. come here to, to be nourishment. And so like, I've had a lot of spiritual teachers tell me that,
0: hmm. that it is a, um, that there is an agreement that the animal knows that it's here for nourishment and it's offered itself up, but then it's also our duty to, um, raise and process the animal humanely. Um, and there's a huge movement that is happening. Um, so I did a great podcast with Liz, um, riffle who owns Riffle Bison Farms in West Virginia. And she was the first farm in West Virginia that does, um, oh, it's a unique name what they're calling it. It is um, a process, it's like pasture pasture raised and processed. That's not the word that I'm looking for. Um, But basically what they're doing is where they're raising the animal, that's where they're processing it.
1: Um, Yeah, so they do like the butchering out in the, the field. They do it.
0: Um, exactly on the land where the bison was born and raised.
1: I'm I'm trying to figure out. Yeah. I think that practice is so beautiful. There's like Tara from slow down farmstead, I think is her handle, like talks about this and, um, uh, Brooke from grounded sky wellness. She has a farm up in Saskatchewan. Um, beautiful there's a there's a lot of individuals that are that are really talking about this a lot and how allowing the blood back into the earth and to to allow to really have a lot of reverence for that cycle of life which is includes birth as well as death and allowing it to really like be held in such a sacred way I think is such a beautiful practice.
0: It's called field harvested. Mm. So that's because what it's doing is when you field harvest your animals, instead of putting them in a truck and sending them off to a processing facility that can be hours and hours away is when the animals finally processed less cortisol is going into the meat. Like the least amount of cortisol is going into the meat yeah. Um, and at that point, you know, some people believe that the cortisol will change the way the meat tastes. Um, but it's really not about that is you don't want to consume extra cortisol. You don't want excess cortisol in your body because that has a lot to do with your health and wellness, um, and your physical body. So why are you going to choose meat? That's now filled with excess cortisol and
1: well, the resonance of that, no matter what, like Cortisol has a particular resonance to this. This is part of like, when I ever first heard Morally talk, um, part of why I was like, oh, this man gets it, was he talked about the resonance and then the, the energetics that it creates on a mental level of minerals. Like iron holds the frequency of fear and where there's fear in, their, in the body, there is an abundance of iron which is how we create the oxidative stress breakdown. Cause your body's trying to protect, protect itself. Like that's the pathology of iron and its virtue is strength because it does give us a lot of strength, but cortisol has a particular frequency to it as well. And so, yeah, you're right. Like when we are consuming anything on that energetic level, that's holding that frequency that we then take in and like metabolize ourselves, Like that's, that starts to become how we exist, which is why it's so important to bring that awareness into what we're consuming. So we can do so in a mindful way and not just like mindfully consume, you know, similarly to what we do can do on social media, where we're just mind, mindless consumption. Like we can actually bring far more awareness to this and deeper reverence in that relationship with any of these animals and those animal sources so that we are really nourishing ourselves as well as the earth.
0: Well, just to
1: get us back to
0: iron and anemia, um, should we be mindful of when our doctors are testing us for our iron levels and
1: understanding why we get the results that we do if we're tested at a certain time? Oh yes. Are you talking about to like with certain times within our menstrual cycle yeah. and when we might see variances? Totally um I think bringing more awareness into that is definitely like important because you can totally see variances like if you were to be tested while you were bleeding, as opposed to like right after you bleed and what those results might look like. Um, Roughly around day 21 of your cycles, when you're gonna have the most accurate depiction for any type of like blood test, hormone tests, any any slew of things. um, Really important to bring that awareness into things as well as Um, the root cause protocol, we encourage people to do a full Monty blood panel, which gives you a far more accurate depiction as to what's happening. And this is why I encourage people to work with a root cause practitioner, because we have a whole like grid um, and spreadsheet that we use to be able to see the ratios and the relationship of what's happening inside of the body, which I find that most practitioners... Um, just don't have a lot of awareness around in general. So
0: if somebody goes to the doctor for a general checkup and when their doctor reports back to them, tells them, oh, you're anemic, I'm going to write you a prescription or recommend that you start taking these iron supplements, how should
1: people actually react to that. <laughs> they should so. immediately run out of the office and find somebody else. But outside of that, if that's not an option for you, um, I would really encourage people to spend some time. The Root Cause Protocol uh, website has a wealth of knowledge that's completely free, as well as the, the RCP handbook is completely free. And it's roughly 40 pages full of so much information. Um, and Morley has a whole one-on-one uh, web series that you can purchase as well as like a in another masterclass series of videos that really kind of break down a lot of this information. There's also a video available for you to be able to share with any of your practitioners to help like open their eyes and bring more awareness to like what's actually happening inside of the body. But if you're told to take iron, I would run immediately and definitely not do that and uh, start to actually look at what's happening with your adrenals and your kidneys and what's happening with your liver, um, what sort of lifestyle things that you're doing that's really impacting your system and what your, your diet looks like and being able to start to streamline those things and starting to incorporate more retinol sources and more copper sources from whole foods or animals, animal foods um, into your diet rather than going the route of the ferrous iron supplementation. Yeah, I would say
0: if I have to look back on the last 20 years of my life as an adult. If there was one thing that I wish I could have done differently to change how I physically feel in my body and how I look at my age, it would be to not take any supplementation that a doctor recommended, to have always tried to make adjustments through food before I ever took a pill, a vitamin, a mineral, or a prescription. I. When I look back now, for me, so many negative things happen because I took a pill or prescription or vitamin or supplement that could have been avoided if I had just found an even more holistic route when I thought that's what I was doing. So I would just suggest people be a little more mindful if they're walking down a vitamin aisle and trying to self-diagnose or taking advice from a doctor, um, you know, it doesn't hurt to get another, um, another recommendation, another point of view. It just takes time. And we really all have plenty of that. It seems (laughs) scarce, but
1: we can change our mindset and we can, we can have more time if we want that. Completely. And you bring up a really good part point. One of the things that I love about the root cause protocol in general, and is listed in the handbook is there's an, an entire, uh, page of stops things to stop doing things to stop consuming that is likely contributing to to blowing up any potential bioavailable copper that you may have in your system that we just unknowingly have been told uh to, to do like supplementing d3 supplementing zinc um, supplementing synthetic B vitamins, taking citric acid and ascorbic acid, like there's a whole, there's a whole list of these things, which I think is really important to, to shift the mindset first and foremost of like, where do I start to slowly make changes so that when I'm, when I am really nourishing and supporting my system, that it's actually being utilized as it should. And not just being like excreted out as very expensive um, bowel movements or pee. Yeah, absolutely. You might not even be digesting
0: it at all. And those are great tips because if you start looking at anything you're consuming, you'll see that citric acid is in everything. It's in if you buy, if, if you're someone that buys beverages, you know, like I'm a big water drinker or I add citrus to it. But if you're buying beverages, even if you're buying a green tea and not making it yourself, there's citric acid in it. It's just everywhere. So um, that's a great recommendation is to go onto the Root Cause Protocol website. Just look at the list that is being recommended to stop doing and just do a nice little pantry refresh.
1: Yeah. And fortified iron. When you start looking at like how prevalent that is, there's a, one of the brands of coconut water, like of all things, one of the brands of coconut water has added iron in it. Hmm. Like when you really start to look and be a a mindful consumer, um, which that's not even the word that I I want to, to say, but like a mindful participant in the life that we are choosing, um, When you start to bring far more awareness into everything that you are picking up and ingesting, it's crazy to see how prevalent iron is in just about everything. Well,
0: I have so many more questions that I want to ask you, but I think we're running short on time today. Where can um, people connect with you and learn more about you and work with you if they're looking for... um, a uh, health coach to, to support them through the root cause protocol.
1: Yeah. I hang out the majority of the time on Instagram. It's the easiest way, at least at the moment to find me, I'm sure there's going to be quite a few different shifts down in the future, but that's one way, like you mentioned, Whitney, I do have my, the podcast where people can hear some of the conversations that I'm having currently at this time. Uh, and that's the Paris Hodges podcast, Instagram handle at Paris with two R's, underscore Hodges, and they can find or send me a DM. Well, I definitely want to have
0: you back on the podcast because I didn't even get to dive <laughs> into how a lot of our allergies aren't related to pollen, it's related to mineral balances in our body, and um, I think there is a huge wave of people having problems with hair loss um, or brain, and that could be a fun, you know- mineral
1: conversation to go down as well so oh yeah I look forward to that one those both of those are really great conversations right a lot of people
0: are confused and you know there's even people out there getting allergy shots Um, let alone taking, you know, Flonase and Claritin, all these things that were prescription that are now over the counter. Um, And it just makes you wonder, you know, is it a mineral imbalance? Is it um, years of these poor little plants being sprayed with pesticides, herbicides and insecticides? and now it's being released in the pollen like it's so confusing when you're just trying to figure out some of these inflammatory reactions that your body's having
1: and um and just trying to make shifts within your body so you aren't reacting to them. Yeah. Well, I look forward to that conversation because there's there's a lot that we can talk about with all of that and how it impacts like everything from like just our inner ears and people having like vertigo and how that's related to histamine reactions. Yes.
0: So because there seems to be a huge rise in people having vertigo versus 20 years ago, you know, it was such a bizarre thing that you'd rarely yeah. hear people had. So,
1: yeah. Well, interesting thank times. You, thank you so much for having me Whitney.
0: Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Starseed Kitchen podcast. For more Starseed Kitchen, visit our website at starseedkitchen.com and follow us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Be sure to pick up a jar of my High Vibration Foods Organic Spices, which you can purchase on starseekitchen.com. And you can find me and follow along on my cooking adventures on all your favorite social media channels at Whitney Aronoff.
1: Seeking the truth never gets old.